Section 39 of Library of the World's Best Literature, Ancient and Modern, Volume 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Bob Gonzalez. Library of the World's Best Literature, Ancient and Modern, Volume 2. Section 39. Excerpts from The Frogs by Aristophanes Chorus of Misty in Hades From The Frogs, Freer's Translation Chorus, Shouting and Singing Iacus, Iacus, ho! Iacus, Iacus, ho! Xanthius, There, master, there they are, the initiated all sporting about as he told us we should find them they're singing in praise of bacchus like diagoras bacchus indeed and so they are but we'll keep quiet till we make them out a little more distinctly chorus song mighty bacchus holy power hither at the wonted hour come away come away with the wanton holiday where the revel uproar leads to the mystic holy meads where the frolic votaries fly with a tipsy shout and cry flourishing the thyrsus high flinging forth alert and airy to the sacred old vagary the tumultuous dance and song sacred from the vulgar throng mystic orgies that are known to the votaries alone to the mystic chorus solely secret unrevealed and holy xanthius o oh, glorious virgin daughter of the goddess what a scent of roasted griskin reached my senses bacchus keep quiet and watch for a chance of a piece of the hazlets chorus song raise the fiery torches high bacchus is approaching nigh like the planet of the morn breaking with the hoary dawn on the dark solemnity there they flash upon the sight all the plain is blazing bright flushed and overflown with light age has cast his years away and the cares of many a day sporting to the lively lay mighty bacchus march and lead torch in hand toward the mead thy devoted humble chorus mighty bacchus move before us keep silence keep peace and let all the profane from our holy solemnity duly refrain whose souls unenlightened by taste are obscure whose poetical notions are dark and impure whose theatrical conscience is sullied by nonsense who never were trained by the mighty Cratinus in mystical orgies, poetic and Venus, who delight in buffooning and jests out of season, who promote the designs of oppression and treason, who foster sedition and strife and debate, all traitors, in short, to the stage and the state, who surrender a fort or in private export to places and harbors of hostile resort, clandestine consignments of cables and pitch in the way that thorician grew to be rich from a scoundrelly dirty collector of tribute 
all such we reject and severely prohibit all statesmen retrenching the fees and the salaries of theatrical bards in revenge for the railleries and jests and lampoons of this holy solemnity profanely pursuing their personal enmity for having been flouted and scoffed and scorned all such are admonished and heartily warned we warn them once we warn them twice we warn and admonish we warn them thrice to conform to the law to retire and withdraw while the chorus again with the formal saw fixed and assigned to the festive day move to the measure and march away semi-chorus march march lead forth lead forth manfully march in order all bustling hustling justling as it may befall flocking shouting laughing mocking flouting quaffing one and all all have had a bellyful of breakfast brave and plentiful therefore evermore with your voices and your bodies serve the goddess and raise songs of praise she shall save the country still and save it against the traitor's will so she says semi-chorus now let us raise in a different strain the praise of the goddess the giver of grain imploring her favor with other behavior in measures more sober submissive and graver semi-chorus ceres holy patroness condescend to mark and bless with benevolent regard both the chorus and the bard grant them for the present day many things to sing and say follies intermixed with sense folly but without offence grant them with the present play to bear the prize of verse away semi-chorus now call again and with a different measure the power of mirth and pleasure the florid active bacchus bright and gay to journey forth and join us on the way semi-chorus o bacchus attend the customary patron of every lively lay go forth without delay thy wonted annual way to meet the ceremonious holy matron her grave procession gracing thine airy footsteps tracing with unlaborious light celestial motion and here at thy devotion behold thy faithful choir in pitiful attire all overworn and ragged this jerkin old and jagged these buskins torn and burst though sufferers in the fray may serve us at the worst to sport throughout the day and then within the shades i spy some lovely maids with whom we romped and revelled dismantled and dishevelled with their bosoms open with whom we might be copen xanthius well i was always hearty disposed to mirth and ease i'm ready to join the party bacchus and i will if you please a parody of euripides's lyric verse from the frogs halcyons ye by the flowing sea waves that warble twitteringly circling over the tumbling blue dipping your down in its briny dew spa Ah, eiders in corners dim, spi, spi, 
spinning your fairy film shuttles echoing round the room silver notes of the whistling loom where the light-footed dolphin skips down the wake of the dark-prowed ships over the course of the racing steed where the clustering tendrils breed grapes to drown dull care in delight oh mother make me a child again just for to-night i don't exactly see how that last line is to scan but that's a consideration i leave to our musical man the prologues of euripides from the frogs the point of the following selection lies in the monotony of both narrative style and meter in euripides's prologues and especially his regular caesura after the fifth syllable of a line the burlesque tag used by aristophanes to demonstrate this effect could not be applied in the same way to any of the fourteen extant plays of sophocles and aeschylus aeschylus and by jove i'll not stop to cut up your verses word by word but if the gods are propitious i'll spoil all your prologues with a little flask of smelling salts euripides with a flask of smelling salts aeschylus with a single one for you build your verses so that anything will fit into the meter a leathern sack or eiderdown or smelling salts i'll show you euripides so you'll show me will you aeschylus i will that dionysus pronounce euripides declaiming egyptus as broad bruited fame reports with fifty children voyaging the main to argos came and aeschylus lost his smelling salts dionysus what the mischief have the smelling salts got to do with it recite another prologue to him and let me see euripides dionysus fiercest armed and fawn-skin clad amid the torchlights on parnassus slope dancing and prancing aeschylus lost his smelling salts dionysus caught out again by the smelling salts euripides no matter here's a prologue that he can't fit him to no lot of mortal man is wholly blessed the high-born youth hath lacked the means of life the lowly lout hath aeschylus lost his smelling salts dionysus euripides euripides well what dionysus best take in sail these smelling salts methinks will blow a gale euripides what do I care? I'll fix him next time. Dionysus, well, recite another, and steer clear of the smelling salts. Euripides, Cadmus departing from the town of Tyre, son of Agenor, Aeschylus, lost his smelling salts. Dionysus, my dear fellow, buy those smelling salts, or there won't be a rag left of all your prologues. Euripides, what i buy em of him dionysus if you'll be advised by me euripides not a bit of it i've lots of prologues where he can't work em in pelops the tantalid to pisa coming with speedy coursers aeschylus lost his smelling salts dionysus there they are again you see do let him have em my good aeschylus you can replace em for a nickel euripides never i've not run out yet 
aeneas from the broad fields aeschylus lost his smelling salts euripides let me say the whole verse won't you aeneas from the broad fields reaped a mighty crop and offering first fruits aeschylus lost his smelling salts dionysus while sacrificing who filched them euripides oh never mind let him try it on this verse zeus as the word of sooth declared of old dionysus it's no use he'll say zeus lost his smelling salts for those smelling salts fit your prologues like a kid glove but go on and turn your attention to his lyrics end of section thirty nine recording by bob gonzalez tampa florida